All right, guys, before we get started today, a big thank you to our partner, Microsoft Surface, celebrating 10 years of partnership with the NFL as the official laptop, tablet, and sideline technology provider for the LA Chargers. Microsoft Surface provides players and coaches with the tools to succeed both on and off the field every day. Learn more about Surface at Surface.com. And welcome in to the final drive as the Chargers ring in the new year with a 31-10 victory over the Rams to improve to 10-6 on the 2022 season. As always, joined by team reporter Haley Elwood and senior writer Eric Smith. And guys, I, I felt like this was one of the most complete wins of the season. When you talk about the way the defense has played the last four weeks, uh, they showed up again yesterday. And the offense, 31 points, Haley. Uh, the second time that they've scored over 30 points this season. It was a pretty balanced attack. Yeah, that was exactly what I tweeted after the game there, pretty much towards the end of the game, that it felt extremely complete. And there were a couple people who chose to beg to differ, and, and we'll get into some of those like little nitpicky instances. But I do think you saw it from all phases in this one, and I think this is what, as I tweeted, what you want to see as this team finishes out the regular season and gets into January. Yes, the rush, you know, rushing defense wasn't superb and they gave up their yards. Yes, it was the Rams. But what more do you want at this point? You know, you have to play who's on your schedule. You win by double-digit scores. You put up 30-plus points, which you said hadn't been done since earlier in the season. So you're doing things that you want to see get done. We talked a lot last week about the run game getting going for the Chargers and the emergence of Mike Williams needing to kind of come out, and you saw that in this one. And I think Both checked off. Both checked off. I think we've talked a lot about Mike Williams in, in that one phrase. He is sort of the straw that stirs the drink on this offense in terms of the fact that he makes plays that really no one else can make. Justin Herbert has insane trust in him. A lot of times, and I think as we have watched Mike Williams over the years, it's been a lot of like, throw it up, go get it, come down with it, those 80-20s as we like to say. But he is now making catches that you can't even describe. Like you just see in the moment, you're like, he got his feet down in that instance? It's just absolutely insane. So as I said, I think, yes, there's still some things that you want to see cleaned up. But at the same time, what more do you want from this team right now? They are playing at a really high level. This was a game where all phases were clicking. And like I said, it's what you want to see with one more regular season game left to go. And now, you know, you're pretty much locked into the fifth seed. You win next week, you're the fifth. And that's a really good position to be into. Yeah, you know, so much to dive into with that answer, Haley. We'll start with Mike Williams, seven for 94. And we talked about getting Mike involved. You can never have enough 81 in the offense. And he's made some ridiculous catches in, in his years. We've seen so many of them from his rookie season to present. I thought that was the best catch I've ever seen. And he, he said he's probably had better, and he's probably right. But 7 for 94, I looked this up yesterday. When Mike goes over 100 yards, he was 6 shy yesterday. But when he goes over 100 yards, the Chargers are 8 and 4 in those games. And those four losses were all decided by three points. So the win probability, Eric, when you get Mike Williams involved, very high for the Chargers. Yeah, and I, I uh, we talk about our tweets, Haley. I tweeted in the first half yesterday that it feels like every Mike catch goes for 20 yards. And it's not like he gets like a five or six yard catch. Like all of his catches are big plays. And I would agree completely with what you said that he is kind of the guy that, that makes the offense go. Um, I think when we saw him out in that, that middle portion of the season, that's really where it was sort of a grind for the offense. And they really had to struggle 
Um, I know Keenan was coming back, but you, you just lose like a big play guy. Um, and yeah, Chris, that catch you made yesterday, um, I I didn't know what to say. I mean, that was that's probably one of the best catches I've ever seen. I've never seen. Let it alone like-, like being. No, yeah, um, it was incredible, and it was great. Is like if you rewatch. I, I went back and watched it after the game. I, I kind of wrote about it, obviously. Um, it happened right in front of the Rams sideline, right in front of Sean McVay and Eric Yarber, who's the Rams wide receivers coach. McVay has a great view. He never even thinks about the challenge flag, right? Because he, he, he's right there. But I thought was great was that Yarber, the, again, that's the Rams wide receivers coach, calls out to Mike after the play and, like, gives him a thumbs up, like, hey, that's a great, great catch. Like, at that point, all you have to do is just, like, tip your cap to the guy because, like, total respect, one of the best catches of the season by anyone in the entire league. Um, and, yeah, when he's on, the Chargers offense is on, and hopefully we can kind of keep that up heading into the, the wild card round. Yep. In the running game, what can you say about Austin Eckler? Uh, he had a, a 71-yard rush week five against the Browns. That was a career high. Uh, a 72-yard touchdown, a new career high, 161 total yards. Um, and, you know, I, I joked with him after the game about the Pro Bowl and all that stuff, and he's, he said, you know what, we have our eyes on another bowl, and that's the Super Bowl. So, Austin, we, we talked about the running game and getting that going, Haley, but I want to give Keenan Allen some credit on that that block that he had, and and it was perfectly blocked from the offensive lineman to the tight ends to Keenan. But that final uh, block to spring Austin for the touchdown, that's just another example of the value of Keenan Allen. You know, he's a chain mover, but you know when you see these guys on the field together, we're not just talking about Keenan and Mike making plays. It's Keenan's like willingness as a blocker and everybody buying in to getting the running game going. That's what they did yesterday. Well, and like if you want to talk about the passing game, who caught the touchdowns yesterday? It was Gerald Everett and Donald Parham. Yeah. So <laughs> it, was, it was all over the place in, the, in that regard, but in a good way. But no, you're right. I think I, it, it's so hard for me when we talk about Keenan Allen, when people still describe him as underrated and underappreciated, because he had a streak where he made, what, four straight Pro Bowls, five straight Pro Bowls, whatever it, it, it was up until this year. And so he was getting the recognition in that sense. I do think that there are elements of his game that remain underrated. And I think the blocking is certainly one of those things because we know what he brings as a receiver, as a pass catcher. But to still unselfishly, in a way, do the quote-unquote dirty work in order to benefit the team, it's great. It's great to see. He's, you know, in his 10th season now. Not every guy does this. Not every guy cares about this type of stuff, but he certainly does. And I think you saw that effort yesterday. And I think, you know, just kind of looking back at, at some of the the quotes that, that Brandon Staley had after the game from the offensive standpoint, you know, he talked about it being a step in the right direction, but every week they're now looking at these games like steps. So we expect to take a bigger step next week and a bigger step the week after that in the wild card round. And so I think, again, as, as we sat here last Last week and, and talked about the Colts game and talked about things that we want to see. They kind of checked those boxes. Like you said, they did these things. And I think if you can build off of those and keep this going and make the offense, this, this to me was also the most like diversified the offense had looked pretty much all season too. And, and like we had said for weeks now, everyone's healthy, pretty much everyone's back. Um, but you saw them reap the benefits of that. And so I think 
whether it was the ground game, whether it was the contributions from someone like Keenan, whether it was the contributions of the tight ends catching those touchdowns, you just saw it sort of be well-rounded, diversified. And again, as I've said before, and I'll say again, that's what you want to see right now. There's guys that, that can show up on a weekly basis too. You know, Joshua Palmer, for instance, uh, he only had one target, um, didn't have any yards or a catch. Uh, and, and then last week, Gerald Everett was absent from the stat sheet. But Donald Parham last week had, had a big uh, gain uh, called back due to holding. You get the tight ends involved this week. Parham and Everett with the touchdown each, as you mentioned, Haley. And I think we also uh, spoke about Jalen Guyton and his absence last week on the podcast. I feel like, Eric, the, the emergence of these tight ends could be quite uh, a big part of the game plan moving forward, especially as you get into mid-January. Everybody knows about Keenan and Mike and Austin, but getting those guys involved, especially in the red zone, um, that's another dimension that I think we saw from this offense against the Rams. Yeah, that, that's a good point because while we, we've hyped up you know Keenan and Mike on this podcast and they are tremendous players, um, it's going to be tougher in the playoffs to, to make those kind of catches and, and, and go over 100 yards because the, the, the defenses are probably going to be better than they what we saw yesterday against the Rams and against the Colts. Um, and in order to, to, to win, you know, you're going to have to kind of spread it around, I think, a little bit more. And you're right. If Gerald can get involved, if Donald can get involved, um, that just makes the offense, I think, the passing attack more balanced. But Brandon Staley mentioned the tight ends also in the in the run game yesterday too, and it kind of bleeds into into the bigger point too. We've talked pretty much most of the season. Hey, if the Chargers can get just like a a competent run game going, that just takes so much pressure off of Justin Herbert, and he doesn't have to throw for three hundred and fifty yards. He threw for two hundred and twelve yards yesterday. That's not by his standards, right? That's not a lot, but. He was efficient, you know. He completed 75% of his passes, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, I think no sacks. That's a big, a big stat, too. Um, it was just like, it was just a complete performance, but it was a balanced performance. And I think when you have that, everyone is getting involved. That's receivers, running back, tight ends. Um, and it's good to see because, you know, like I said, we, we had kind of been waiting for this game. I think the offense had been waiting for this game. Um, yeah. And it was good to have it because, like Haley said, you have it. You build off it, and then you really get ready to go in, 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 I guess, next week, two weeks, next week. Haley, before we get into the defense, uh, I want to bring up something that you say. You know, you can nitpick, and I'm sure you had people nitpicking about different things throughout the game. But let's just put some things in perspective. With all the injuries, they're 10-6, and six, the second 10-win season by this organization since 2010. So I'd say that's a, it's a heck of an accomplishment when you, when you talk about the last 12 years and, and what they were able to do this year with so many injuries, the way they're playing. And yes, the last four games, uh, most of those teams, probably all those teams won't be in the playoffs. That's okay. You play who's in, in front of you. The defense is uh, averaging 11 points allowed over the last four <laughs> weeks. So you can nitpick about different things, but I'm not sure what, what you want. From, from a team that was depleted by injuries all season long. They didn't have Derwin James again yesterday yeah. defensively. They still allowed 10 points. Yeah, that's, that's my point. Like, <laughs> I'm not even trying to like 
air a grievance or anything like that. You play who's on your schedule. Okay. You know, as Eric just mentioned, the teams that you're going to face in the playoffs are much more challenging and much more difficult. One of them, if you see, you've seen twice already this year, which is great that you know likely what you're going to get because you're very familiar with them if, if that matchup does happen. But here's the thing. They're playing complete football right now, and they've been able to overcome so much. And again, I think a constant, and, and I know he was dinged up at one point this year, but thank goodness Justin Herbert's injury in week two wasn't as severe or, you know, just, I guess just again, as severe as it turned out to be because he was able to, he never missed a game. He was able to weather through the storm and, and now looks to be pretty much physically okay and all of that. And so, you know, if, if that injury in week two was much more severe, if we're talking like a cracked rib or something like that, you're looking at a different team. You are looking at a different team with a much lower record than what they have right now. So you've been able to weather through it. You've been able to figure it out. Overall, yeah, the majority of teams that they have played this year are not great, but it's who you play. It's who's on your schedule and you got a ticket to the dance. So you held an opponent to 10 points. Yeah, you gave up 166 on the ground, but like you said, you held them to 10. So at this point, what more do you want? They're they're not laying down. They're not playing down, which I think is a great sign because we have seen games before where sometimes eh, it gets a little dicey there. It gets a little ticky-tack, but then they pull it out at the end. But this was a very complete, comfortable win, which is something that, again, we talked about last week against the Colts. It was nice to have that because we hadn't really seen that a whole lot this yeah. year. So you get these comfortable wins. And it just breeds confidence. So you know that in two weeks, you are going to be facing a much different opponent. You're probably happy if you stay with the fifth seed who you're going to face against that four. But again, you take it as they come. And so I just think what you've seen over these last couple of weeks is a really great performance. And we'll see obviously what happens next week in Denver because they just they still have something to play for at this point. You win, you're the five. Yep, well said. And, and you keep getting guys back. And one guy we saw back, Eric... Joey Bosa, and while his, his stat line wasn't eye-popping, yeah, he had some great rushes out there, as Braden Staley said, and it, it was just good to see him out there and actually play in a football game uh, before it gets real. In mid-January, Morgan Fox says Joey means everything to the defensive line, um, and you know, seeing him on the edge on the other side of Khalil Mack, it was fun in week one, in the first half of, uh, of week two uh, in Arrowhead, and Obviously, Joey goes out in week three, but, you know, you're starting to see what that pass rush can look like, especially with the way Morgan Fox and Kyle Van Noy have played in December and January. Yeah, it was great to see Joey. Um, even, like we kind of said the last few weeks, no one expected him to go out there and play the whole game, and, and that's not where he's at right now physically. Um, you know, I mean, he only returned to practice. He only had two practices before he got back out there, and he played, I think, about half the snap, which is kind of on track probably with what I thought he was going to play. Um, but just like his presence alone, you, you know that teams have to account for him. Um, but but you are just so right about Van Noy and, and Fox. Like, those two guys have really come on in the last month. Um, and I'd maybe put them, like, in the unheralded, like, like MVP conversation of the team because um, without them, like – Maybe this like resurgence on defense in the last few weeks doesn't happen. I think those two guys have played such a big part in that. Um, and again, you're going to need that down the stretch because even w with a healthy Khalil, a healthy Joey in the playoffs, we, I think like a formula that we've all seen that works in the postseason is 
pressuring and attacking the opposing quarterback. So if you can have not just two guys, but if you can have three, four, five guys, like I think Chris Rump has, has kind of come on late too. If you can have multiple guys that can affect the other quarterback, uh, that's just a great formula to win. Um, I wanted to go back, Haley, what you said about like injuries and, and you know, the team has re- uh, like really like responded. Um, I was kind of reading some quotes and this isn't like a shot at the Ram, just like reading some quotes that like some Ram people were saying after the game. And they're like, yeah, you know, we had some guys go down. It's kind of been the story of our season. And there's been a, a lot of teams who have been affected by injuries, you know, all year. But the Chargers weathered the storm and are going to the playoffs. Like, I think we need to give them some credit for that because it could have easily gone the other way. And I, I know we've talked about that a few times on the podcast, but given the amount of attrition this team suffered, especially like week three to week eight, it felt like, like someone new was going down every week. The fact they're 10 and six, to me, it's just like a remarkable coaching job by Brandon Daly and his staff. Um, a remarkable job by the players for sticking with it and, and finding a way to power through and grit through when, when you're missing, you know, a, a, it feels like, like a 30-year team at one point. Um, because, like, this could have easily been, uh, like, 8-8 eight and eight right now, and we'd be trying to fight for the 7, you know, or 7-9, or and nine and you just missed the playoff. That's something that could have easily happened given all the circumstances of this team. Um, so, yeah, like, I know we have, like, the shout-out part of the show. Just shout-out to the, the, the whole team, I guess, for being 10-6 and six because – that, that, that's like a hell of a job. That's all I want to say. Well said. Uh, Haley, the Rams in the Chargers, this battle for L.A., I got the vibe. I don't know if, if, if you got the vibe. I got the vibe that it didn't really matter that much. Like, yeah. you know what? It's another team. <laughs> like, they're focused on the playoffs. The, the Chiefs and the Raiders and the Broncos are the rivals of the Chargers, not the Rams. And, you know, I, I thought uh, McVay was classy in defeat. Um, he has a lot of respect for Brandon Staley. Um, but I, asking Mike and some of the guys after the game, they're like, not really, you know, no. it's, just, it's just another game. I don't know. I don't know if you got that same vibe. Same vibe. This is like the, the Tua Herbert conversation from a couple of weeks ago. I don't care. Like <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, we're, it, it, it's one of those things that, Oh, the big M media tries to make something out of nothing. And and it's really, they're not rivals. This is the first game they've played in SoFi Stadium. They play each other every four years. They're going to play each other in the postseason. Great, cool. Okay, awesome. Like, it, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. And I think if, if, but, you know, to each their own. If you want to say it matters, great. I don't really care. They're not a rival to me. It, it far from it. And honestly, again, they were completely depleted. This game probably looks different if Aaron Donald plays, if Cooper Cup plays, if Matthew Stafford plays. I mean, their injuries were absolutely insane. Jalen Ramsey can't cover everybody. He's like the only healthy guy that they have on that team right now. And Cam Akers, the resurgence he had. But but it, it just didn't yeah, the vibe wasn't there. It didn't feel it, you know, and, and they've been out of it for a couple weeks now. And whatever they did to Denver and, and ate for breakfast on Christmas morning, congratulations to them. But, you know, it was a different game last night. But it is what it is. You know, the, the competitions in the AFC, the competitions in the AFC West, the Browns are probably more of a rival to the Chargers with how those games have gone over the last couple of years than the Rams at this point. I just don't care. I, I think both teams can exist in their own little worlds and let them fine you know just just let them do their thing that's right 
Ten and six, the Chargers, Eric, uh, the Broncos week 18. And I think what's unique about this is that the Saturday games, right? The, the Chiefs and the Raiders, right? The Chiefs potentially, you know, depending on what happens on Monday Night Football, um, I think you're watching this game tonight very intently if you're the Chargers. And then Saturday, like if, if the Chiefs have an opportunity to wrap up the the one seed on Saturday, that's going to, I think, dictate what Ravens Bengals is going to look like. And then, you know, if the Chargers stay in the five seed, they're going to know who their opponent is going into the Broncos game, right? Like, it, I mean, it's either going to be Tennessee or Jacksonville who play on Saturday night. So uh, I, I just wonder, what do you think, you know, we're going to hear from Brandon Staley uh, later today and throughout the week, but what do you think the team's approach should be going into week 18, trying to balance staying confident and keeping the momentum going and also, of course, staying healthy? I think they just have the same approach that they just had in week 17, which is show up, dominate the opponent, take the starters out in the fourth quarter. I think, I think that worked brilliantly yesterday. Um, like, I, I would agree with you guys. The vibe, the vibe to me wasn't the, the battle of L.A. It was, hey, we're here to win. We're here to be up by double, like 20 points in the fourth quarter, get the job done, put Chase Daniel in, and then let guys rest in, in the final second half of the fourth quarter. And I think that's a good mindset to have again, because I think given where like all we've talked about so far on this podcast, you, you definitely want to keep the momentum going. I don't think this is a game where you sit people completely. Right. Um, and then, and then you kind of lose, lose what you're building in all three phases. I think you got to play guys. Um, maybe you treat it like a, an extended preseason game where like you, play guys like three quarters and kind of see where you're at. But again, you have to win the game to get the five. Like you can't like play half the game and be like, okay, that's enough. And then something crazy happens and you lose and you get to six. That's why I think, I think you play to you, you not to borrow Herm Edwards, but you play to win. And um, I think Brandon Staley kind of hinted at that last night too. He's like, we're going to, he's like, we're trying to go as high as we can because again, you know, if you get the five, then you play the winner of the South at the four. And then you got to play probably the two, right? The two or three. Um, any, anything to avoid the – anything to make it the, the easiest path possible. And that's what kind of Brandon Daly said last night. He's like, we're trying to go as far as we can, go as high as we can. But um, it, if you got to play the Chiefs in the second round, that's probably not – where you want to see him. You know, you probably want to see him in the AFC title game if you, if you can get that far. Um, I just think just win, try to create the easiest path. Um, and for me, that's playing guys all or, or most of the game in Denver. Yeah. I think, I think you play to win. I also think that this team shouldn't really worry about who they're going to play in the playoffs because you're going to have to go through Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, whoever. Like, if, if you want to go to where you ultimately want to go, and that's Glendale, it doesn't matter, like, where you start. You know, you, you could say maybe it's an easier path to play the South team. Well, hey, I, I know Justin Herbert was hurt, and there was a ton of injuries in Week 3, but but Jacksonville put it on the Chargers. Um, Tennessee plays this grinded-out game. So, I mean, there's no gimmies in, in the playoffs. So, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of the mind of, you know what, like, like Brandon Silly said, you know, play – Get as high as you can, but at the same time, if if, if somehow you you're you're stuck with the sixth seed and you have to go to Cincinnati, 
I think this is where you have to like kind of harken back to last year, right? The, this this team with a lot of the same guys on offense, and you know, I know there's a lot of moving parts on defense, but they beat Kansas City in Arrowhead last year. They went to Cincinnati and beat the Bengals last year. Um, they beat the Titans this year, um, and they at least had that experience, Haley, with the Jags in Week Three. So, you know, I I know that you want to get as high as you can, um, but Week 18s are real nutty, and and crazy things can happen. Like, how about the Packers, Haley? Four and eight, eight and eight. Now they win, they're in. Yeah. It's wild. The Packers and the, the Patriots, I think, in the AFC control their own destinies at this point to that, that seventh seed in, in both conferences. Um, I'm going to get on my, my weather channel box again and just talk about how I want this team to play in the cold. I just do. And <laughs> it's supposed to be, I'm looking at the, cal- the excuse me, the, the, do you have the forecast right now. Up? I got the forecast. Okay, good. I okay. I was saying, weather um, channel box. Do you need a green screen? I wish I had one. This is like Erin Andrews always talks about this a lot. Like her dream job is to be like the weather person on like the weather channel when in the middle of the hurricane, like out there. And it's hilarious. I, I don't have that high of aspirations, but you know, there's something fun about it. Anyway, 43 in Denver. That is the high this Sunday. We are looking at a low of 19. Um, this team, I said it last week. I'll say it again. They have not played in the cold all season. And look, you're probably not going, if you finish with the five, you're not going, if it's Jacksonville, it's not going to be 43 degrees there most likely, but you know, it's coming later on down the road. And I just think it sounds, again, I said it last week, so stupid to say, but I really would like them just to have the experience and the feeling of it because you know, that's what's coming. And this is a team that, yeah, plays in Southern California, essentially indoors because there's a roof on the place. The sides are exposed. We know the SoFi structure, but I I just want to see it. And I think that experience, it's like, hey, here's your game. Like, this is what it's going to be like playing in the cold. You haven't done it all year. At least get out. Like, Eric, to your point, if you can get up and then rest, guys, that's phenomenal. That's fantastic just to give them a little bit of a break. But they're also, as we said, there's something to play for in this game, just like there was something to play for this past week. It's the Jacksonville vibe of like, we're not going to rest guys. We're not going to, you know, we're, we're keeping it going. We're keeping this train moving. We're not subscribing to the, Hey, we're in. And now we're going to kind of take a seat back. Cause that's not what, what this is about and what a mentality should be about. But I do, um, I do like the fact that they are going to go to a cold place this Sunday and Denver's weird. Their weather changes all the time. Could be higher, could be lower. But if we're looking at the low 40s right now, I think that's a really good barometer, no pun intended, um, <laughs> as to what's to come over the next few weeks. This should just be a weather podcast from here on out. I bring the jokes, no, guys. We got we got to no, keep it light here. <laughs> love it. Now that now that we've hit the playoffs, uh, we'll have a we'll have a Doppler 3000 with Haley um, during the wild card round <laughs> and, and every round moving forward. Um, <laughs> but hey do you remember and eric i'm sure you you remember this too 2018 when the Chargers went to baltimore it was like very season it was like seasonably warm in yeah. that wild card game the next week it was one of the coldest atmospheres <laughs> i've been a part of and the the cold <laughs> is is a real thing it, it was freezing in new england so eric you do have yeah. to be uh i think cognizant of what the weather could be like in Cincinnati or Buffalo or Kansas city. The thing about this one seed, you know, you know, you guys may be listening to this or watching this on Monday or maybe, maybe on Tuesday. And if you're, you're watching or listening on Tuesday, you'll know what happened 
with the Bills and Bengals. But this is still a very real race for the number one overall seed, Eric. And, and there's so much to be determined here over these next five, six days. Yeah, I mean, I think that the Monday night game is the biggest game of the year. I mean, and that's like not rare. It's not often, right, that, that you can say that it's in prime time, it's in week 17, and it's like, it's just so impactful. Um, like, I don't know if you guys use, there's a website, uh, Nate Silver's, like, 538. He has, like, um, odds and predictions and stuff, like, and he has, um, like, how important each game is. This game is, like, 100 out of 100 in terms of important. Um, it's just massive. It affects so many. I think it affects, like, every team in the AFC playoff picture. It's not just the two teams playing tonight. Like, the Chiefs are affected. Are they the one? Are they not? You know, obviously the two teams playing, Baltimore is affected. Um, you know, e- even like the, the AFC South, like it's going to affect them somehow too. Um, and obviously it affects the Chargers, you know, ba- based on how, how we could play it out as well. Um, yeah, just it's just such a fun time of year. Um, and it's still great that, that we're going to the playoffs because it's fun as a fan to kind of watch from afar and like say, oh, well, if this happens, this happens. But when you're in it, you know, and I know we've all been in the league for a long time. It's just like it's such a fun time of year. Um, there's, it's so exciting. Um, and, yeah, I love it. Haley, before we go, I, I think we always kind of like briefly touch on it on these final drives. But just shout out to the special teams again, man. I, every time I see Cameron Dicker trot out there, it, there's like this sense of confidence that, that kind of, I think, radiates on, on the sideline uh, among among the players. Like this guy, he, he just he, he rolled up halfway through the year, kick a 40 yard or no problem. You know, it just it seems like that spot specifically has been such a thorn in the Chargers side. And it's not just when I say special teams, it's not just Dicker. It's, it's what Ryan Ficken has done with this unit. But um, I, I feel like we, we need to remind ourselves and you know I'm sure the fans see it um, special teams has been such a sore spot with this team and it's been such a bright spot in 2022 and now 23 yeah um Chris I, I brought this up a couple podcasts ago but I, I'll bring it up again but there's that one training camp practice where you Matt Money Smith and me were standing around and we were like naming all the kickers <laughs> this team had been through little did we know that this season would add two more names uh to that that roster if you will <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, but it, it really is like a weird thing in a sense for that side of the ball to be completely flipped and, and have a really, really positive impact going back to the weather really quick, even like Cameron Dicker kicking in elements. I mean, that is something I think that you want to see at this point too, because Great point. again, we are an indoor team essentially with an artificial turf field. So being able you know, we talk a lot about just playing in general, but I think to your point about special teams, that's going to be a huge element as well when it comes to colder weather but I just think it's been really really nice to see um to see that that phase that side of the ball that entire just unit really really shored up and I know that that was a vision obviously that was implemented when they brought in Ryan Ficken to really just transform and change that unit and you've seen it this year absolutely and you've seen them weather things that they haven't been able to kind of overcome or weather in the past so like you said shout out to that group that unit Cameron Dicker um and I think, you know, special teams wins ball games at times, and I think that could be a huge focal point of what happens in this postseason too. You know, a missed kick here and there, a made kick here and there can change your fortune in terms of if you move on or if you're packing up and going home. Think about the Bengals last year in Evan McPherson. 
and how clutch he was during every single round of the playoffs. There's a reason they went to the Super Bowl, right? Like, so, like, the special teams is going to have a say in what the Chargers do come mid-January. Eric, final thoughts as we get out of here. Anything from the game that we didn't touch on that you want to get out there to the folks? Yeah, I got, I got two quick final thoughts. One on special teams. Um, we talk about Cameron Dicker, but um, I'll throw some love to J.K. Scott's way, too. I mean, he, he's having a really good year. Um, and I think I, have to, I haven't looked after the after the game, but I think that the Chargers are still number one in punt coverage. Um, they just don't give up any punt return yards, right? Like it's either a fair catch or like a one or two yard return. That could be such a big factor too, because if you can win the field position battle, and we know Brandon Daly loved to talk about that, uh, especially with how the defense is playing, that could go a long way. Um, I think Daly said last night that special teams had been the most consistent unit. Uh, of the Chargers all season. I don't think we would have predicted that um, at the beginning of the season, but here we yeah. are. Um, yeah, the other final thought is just like kind of a pun here, but I'm glad that that game like didn't come down to the final drive because every other game this year has, it feels like, and it was just nice to like have backups in, right? No, with like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter that you're going to win, it just took like a lot of the, the stress and pressure off the team, you know, and we talked a lot this year about how it's been a grind, like mentally, physically on this team to, to win big and just give yourself a little bit of a breather. You know, I yeah. think it just, it just, it does such wonders for the team. There's still a game left, but like, I think the overall, like the mindset, the mind frame, like the body, like I think everyone just feels good ar- around this building um, and that's a, a good place to be because it's better than like cr- trying to like claw your way in in week 17, week 18. We're like kind of riding the high. And I think that's just like the ideal place to be. Yeah. And you know what? I, I wanted to mention third down defense again. Uh, the last yeah. four weeks, three of 11, uh, the Dolphins were three of 11, Tennessee, 0 for 10, Indy, four of 11 last week. Third down defense has been awesome. Um, so that's just another another piece to that defensive puzzle in, in December and January. Haley, anything else as we get out of here? Um, no, I, I think any I other think weather we any other weather related stories. <laughs> you guys, I'll just next week when we find out who this team is playing, I'll have the full weather report. Um, we'll pull it up on the Microsoft surface here and we'll just, uh, we'll check it out. Yeah. Maybe this is, maybe this is my second act in life. Maybe this is what I'm going to do. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think, uh, I, I think again, it was a really complete game. It was a really comfortable win. Um, I do want to make a joke talking to Morgan Fox after the game and asking him about Kyle Van Noy and he calls him the old man. Like, I just think it's a really funny thing that's been happening all, all year with this team, but you've also seen, and, and we touched on it really briefly earlier, but the free agent acquisitions that this team made in the offseason really paying dividends right now. And I think uh, one of the things when we talk about comfort, uh, I'll leave it on this note that Brandon Staley talked about Kyle Van Noy specifically and how he was really in one system pretty much 
virtually his entire NFL career. And now he's got the comfort in this one. And I think we've seen that. I think that we even talked about it last week. Like the defense played so well against the Colts. Yes, I know it was the Colts, but just the fact that different guys were playing so well and, and maybe they just now feel like they've kind of mastered it. I don't know if things were simplified, but there is a comfortability that sort of had to kick in. And there were a lot of new faces specifically on that defensive side. So it's good to see those guys playing really tight, playing really well. And you hope to keep it going. Next week, we'll have wind chill, uh, precipitation <laughs> percentage, everything you need for the wild card round. Um, <sighs> for, for Eric Smith and Haley Elwood, I'm Chris Havery. This has been the final drive. Happy New Year. We'll see you next week. <laughs>